Greetings and salutations. My name is Cassandra from Jim Droplet Podcast, and I like to talk about misconceptions of the Black female identity in our society. I also cover a wide variety of topics, mostly relating to current events and controversial subjects. My purpose is to provide another perspective on my Black feminine identity and share a bit of wisdom. You are not alone. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to my podcast. And on today's episode, the topic I'm going to be discussing is why it's okay to cry. Um, Specifically, my title is going to be You Are Supposed to Cry. Stop Being So Unbothered. So what I first want to say is crying is a way that you release your energy. Um, For me personally, when I cry, the reason I cry is because I get overwhelmed easily. And when I say overwhelmed, that could mean a multitude of things. That could be a bad thing or that could be a good thing. Um, What I mean by bad or good is like, depending on the situation, if somebody gives me $2 million, I'm probably going to get overwhelmed and I'm probably going to cry. Now, in the same um, method, maybe someone dies or maybe I get hurt. I'm going to cry because I feel overwhelmed. That doesn't really say in my opinion, that doesn't really say that I'm doing something wrong. That's just how I operate. I don't really understand people who do hold, like, I understand people who do hold in their emotions, but I don't understand people who never cry or don't cry at all unless maybe they have a medical condition where their eye ducts don't produce tears. But in most cases, in most cases, I don't necessarily see the issue about crying specifically, but in this episode, I'm going to kind of break down the research that I've done. Um, And I just want to disclaim that I am not seeing that my opinion is to be taken as any factual information, but just from a, you know, couple Google um, searches I've done, I've come across some things that make a better explanation because I kind of get hung up on the fact that people don't like you crying for some reason. And I'm just going to explain why. Um, More recently, there was a situation with a celebrity who cried on her social media um, because of all the hate. And um, I'm pretty sure she was overwhelmed as well. But the thing I kept seeing most in the comment section were well, the people I noticed were black women said saying that, oh, she shouldn't have cried in front of them. And why does she do that? And blah, 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 as if it makes it her weak or something. Um, but I'm going to break down to you why I feel like crying is not necessarily a weakness. So I'm going to tell you a story about myself. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school. You know, I, I I think a lot of people go through this, so I'm not saying um, being bullied is specific to me and it only happened to me. But I remember when I was be- being bullied by this particular um, a boy and I don't know, I just felt overwhelmed. Like I just felt like, I don't know, my ret- reputation and like I just could not focus and I could not learn because this one person in particular 
I guess maybe he had a bad attention attention span or he didn't want to learn. So he decided to take his boredom out on me. And also, um, I was getting to that stage where, you know, I was coming out of my, um, I don't know, I'm not sure what the different stages of childhood is, but I was going into my adolescence, you know, getting my period, hormones are changing. And I kind of wanted um, to be seen different by boys. Like, I didn't want to be seen as a kid, any, like a, like a rug rat anymore. I wanted to be seen at least as a, a pubescent girl and not I didn't want to be seen as a rug rat I wanted to be seen as a girl and I wanted to um, bloom into my girlhood so I had this um I wouldn't call her a friend but an acquaintance um it was this white girl and I was telling her about you know the same thing I'm telling you guys like hey I want to be seen different and I want this person to leave me alone and what she told me to do was she told me to cry now, I was already emotional and I did want to cry, but I didn't want to see anybody else see me crying because I thought, you know, I would just get bullied even more. But then I can't remember the exact way she explained it to me, but she was saying that you're a girl, we're girls, like it's okay for us to cry. And she was basically saying, well, she did, I don't think she actually told me specifically to cry, but she was saying that I had to be softer in order to get the reaction that I wanted to get and to be left alone by this one person in particular. Yeah, but she told me like I had to appear softer in order to get the reaction that I wanted to get. And really, I did not want any reaction in particular. I just wanted to be left alone and I wanted to be seen as more of a girl, which is sort of sick. I know, I understand that. But for black women or for black girls, it's really hard for people to see us as little girls. So I just did what she told me to do. And at that point, it's like. This little girl, let's call her Sally. Sally knew better than me. She's been living her life as a girl all all her life. So she would know. Right. So it was one day in particular where I don't know this. The boy who was bothering me, he said something really slick. And, you know, the class went into an uproar of laughter as if it was so funny that he was not doing his schoolwork and he was just ragging on somebody else. I don't really know why, but um, <clears throat> so I just remember like being so humiliated and I just wanted it to end. So I just bust out and cry and I yelled at him and I was like, you, you're you've been messing with me for so long. Like, why are you messing with me all the time? I'm getting tired of it. You say these mean, condescending things. Like, I didn't say it like that. But um, in whatever childlike way I said it, like, everybody around me and even him, he got the point. Like, this person doesn't want to be messed with all the time. Like, it's not cute and it's not funny. And I just remember getting like a pat on the back from, you know, the, let's say Sally. Um, And she was telling me that, you know, Basically, that she's happy that the guy finally left me alone and even the teacher, you know, got on his case. Um, And after that day, I think I finally got my crush or whatever to sit with me and, and, you know, just talk to me like I was a person. And him and I, um, we became really good friends after that point. So I would say, like, that's one of the best lessons I've ever gotten. And I wasn't doing it to manipulate anybody. I genuinely felt sad, but I just did. I was just worried, like, okay, is me showing my vulnerability 
going to get me dragged even worse or is it going to garner the support that I need so I could, you know, just function as a normal person? Like, I never understood why, you know, people were trying to come after me that way when I was a little kid. And then I was finally like, OK, let me just show my vulnerability. And it kind of bugs me. Yes, that maybe that's what he wanted. But at the end of the day, even if he wanted to break me down like that, it still backfired because it backfired because everybody saw him as like, I mean, really what he was like the villain. Um, And I think sometimes you don't want to use that tool all of the time, um, but it works in certain situations. And not only just crying to garner um, support, but um, crying honestly brings me relief still to this day um I cry when I see a sad movie or when I connect with someone emotionally and I think that has a lot to do with me you know I've been saying this over and over again like I'm an empath so genuinely when I cry it's because I'm overwhelmed and that could be I'm overwhelmed with happiness I'm overwhelmed with anger I'm overwhelmed with humiliation just when when my cup is full, my cup is full and it's going to is like when the dam is about to burst, it's going to burst. So that's why I don't really understand people who say hold back your te- tears, because for me, it's either going to come out with me fighting or it's going to come out with me crying. And so it's wh- whichever the person wants me to do. Like, do you want me to fight or do you want me to cry? Me, I'd rather go the the less destructive route which is to me crying because if I fight, it's going to be destructive. And once you've done something, there's no undoing it. And this brings me into the whole unbothered talking point. Um, Specifically, I don't know, some people will say, you know, being unbothered, like you should. And I agree, like you shouldn't let everything bother you. But being 100%, like 100% unbothered all the time, to me is a bit dehumanizing because at the end of the day, we were most of us with a healthy mentality or healthy brain function. We were born into this world. And when I say that, I mean, there are some people who are born, I guess, born into this world with limited emotion. Um, I'm guessing like uh, sociopaths or something along those lines. I'm not an expert on that. I'm just saying there is um, a group who are born like that. Or, I don't know, people who have um, some type of disability. But for people who are have abil- the ability to show emotion, you were born here to express yourself. So when people tell you to stifle your emotions, I feel like that's taking the humanity away from the individual. And I honestly feel like, you know, what has the world come to, especially when women can't even have emotional release and people like to say in a negative way that women are emotional when that's not a negative we're just more in touch with our well the feminine energy is more in touch and anybody can have feminine energy man or woman but typically most women have feminine energy so we have we're more cerebral in the fact that we are in touch with our emotions so it kind of bothers me when especially black women tell other black women that you're not allowed to cry. And I'm like, 
do you see what that's doing? Like people love to complain about or people black women love to complain about, oh, they don't they see us as masculine. But when it comes to us being feminine and actually, I don't know, shedding a tear or two. And I'm not saying that means you're that's your complete womanhood, but that's an aspect that you that you tell other women to deny. Like you're contradicting yourself It's either. Do you want us to be seen as vulnerable and soft and feminine? Or not because I feel like that's um, an aspect of being soft and feminine is to share a t- shed a tear every once in a while, even in public. And I know that's a whole thing too, which I'm going to talk about. And I just want to add, like, if someone shames me for showing human emotion, that says more about the person who said that than it does about me for actually just living. Like, I feel like it's very draining for me to care about everybody else's opinion and to care about my own and I'm sorry but it's hard enough dealing with one person I'm just gonna stick to dealing with myself like myself takes priority number one in my brain so if I'm gonna cry I'm not gonna be worried about you and what you think because I'm crying it's it's second nature if I get emotional or overwhelmed I'm not going to care about how ugly I look when I cry. Like, I'm like, I've kind of cared about that since I was a little kid, but I'm not going to do that. It's like, I should even have cared when I was a child because I was a child. Children laugh, cry, whatever. Like, they shouldn't even be self conscious in that age. But the world mostly and other people who look just like me tell me that I'm not allowed to do this but it's like isn't the whole point of living for us to experience like I just don't get why you want to put a cap or a limiter on that's like telling a butterfly not to fly it doesn't make sense to me so I'm gonna make a quick detour and I'm going to read a quote um I know people are not gonna like this person that I'm quoting from I like him, but I know people are going to say, oh, he's a part of the whatever secret society. I don't. But what he said was still true. I'm not going to put all of his personality into one quote that he says when when I'm just taking the words for what they are. But basically, the quote says people cry not because they're weak. It's because they've been strong for too long. And that quote came from Johnny Depp. But it has um, a lot of facts to it. Like, I don't know. I I can't say this for sure, but I feel like people who don't want to cry all the time or don't who who tell you not to cry all the time, like maybe they that they themselves have not reached their breaking point or maybe they haven't gone through enough or they haven't had as much hardship as the person who is shedding tears. Because me personally, I cry a lot because I've gone through so much. If I wrote a book, I couldn't even fit it into one book. Like I would have to, and it wouldn't even be in one genre. Like my life has been so much that I could put, I could write a book about horror. I could write about, I could write about spirituality. I could write about romance. It's so many genres I could put my life into. It wouldn't even fit in one book. So maybe that's why I cry all the time. I don't know, because I feel like even in the less than, uh, three decades I've been on this earth like I feel like I've been put through more 
than the average person. And there's, I know there's more people out there that's like me. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but the vast, like the fraction between people who have suffered versus people who haven't suffered. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, a lot, that's a gap basically. So in the next section of this podcast, um, I'm going to just read some blurbs that I got from a couple articles. I may link those articles below if I can remember where I got them, but I was kind of in a in a rush because I I wanted to produce this podcast. Um, but the first thing I wrote down was like humans shed tears in response to a range of emotions, in response to stress and that's what I think it is like the overwhelm that I feel most of the time it's stress inducing and stress is not always a bad thing. Um, it has a negative connotation, but just like I said, you want, you win that million dollars to me, that's that stress. Cause it's like, not like bad, a bad stress, but like, what am I going to do with this money? I can't believe it's me. It's like all these, um, bubbling thoughts that come to the surface of your brain so that's why I might cry because it's like you know I'm thinking God I'm thinking everybody or you know whatever and the next thing I wrote down was um I personally cry when I am overwhelmed and that could be a good that could be a good or bad thing yeah I already said that then I um went on Cora um and I looked up why is it a bad thing to cry in public and uh someone wrote that crying in public makes others uncomfortable which I think side note that's a personal problem if you get uncomfortable from something like whenever you see something and you feel uncomfortable it's an issue with you like I know a lot of people this is a sidebar but a lot of people are uncomfortable with breastfeeding in public but as long as you're not seeing explicit nudity you don't actually see the woman's full breast so unless you do I don't know but I never have seen I normally see women try to cover themselves up or turn turn away or something or whatever they're doing um to breastfeed but even if it wasn't that's something inside us that may may feel um like weirded out by that situation that has nothing to do with a person who's actually breastfeeding they're comfortable, obviously, and they're they're comfortable enough enough to be doing it in public. So clearly, they don't see anything wrong with it. But back to what I was saying, basically, um, it makes others uncomfortable um, because I guess people see it as attention seeking for you to cry in public. But it's like, to an extent, I don't really understand. Like, I know what a public place is, but to an extent. Is there any way, unless you live alone and you're alone 24-7, is there really anywhere you can cry and be actually alone without somebody hearing you? Like, it's almost like saying there, you, you, I don't think you can, you can really choose where you cry. Like, some people can. Some people can micro um, compartmentalize or micromanage their emotions like that. But if you find out something that's so shocking, like you're on a train or a bus and I don't know, you get a call that one of your your great aunts or somebody you loved died and it hits close to home. Like some people, that's so, that's overwhelming to certain individuals. Like or or I'm just going to say people are different. Now, I'm not shaming the person 
who doesn't show emotions. Like if you don't show emotions when stuff bad happens to you, nine times out of 10, that's not even, that doesn't mean you have control over your emotions either because you didn't show them. That could be like you're in shock or something like that. That's why you you're, you didn't cry because you maybe you, you go into shock before you even think about what's actually happening or you disassociate from the actual thing that's happening to you. That doesn't mean you're stronger than the person who's crying. To be honest with you, I think getting the emotion out as soon as possible is a stronger trait. And that's why I'm like, I'm pro crybaby because it's like, that to me, that quickens you getting over the hump, like get you getting through it. Because even though people like to say nothing affects them, um, you have layers to your to your soul, layers to your brain. And so maybe consciously it is not affecting you in the present. But subconsciously, your brain is recording everything that's going on and it's going to manifest in in some type of way. Um. Some people, that's why some kids, I think, wet the bed because they have a um something subconscious going on with them or something happened to them. Or maybe you have, um, I don't know, like maybe you have a disorder where you're checking the doors to see if they're locked or something like there's different ways that it can manifest. Maybe you overeat like it, it's just different. So I'd rather just cry and get it over with than harbor the emotion and and have it linger (laughs) but for those saying that crying in public is seeking attention not necessarily unless you're dealing with a um manipulator everybody who cries in public is not doing that to like they're not doing that not not saying everybody has their reasons to cry and i'm not saying even the manipulator has their reasons for crying that's not what i'm saying but it doesn't mean that when they're crying in front in front of you, they're not su- actually suffering. Even if it's a cry for help, I don't know. I, like I don't understand people sometimes because it's like people are saying, "Why didn't this person reach out for help?" But when they start crying in front of you, you're saying, "Oh, you're atten- you're seeking attention." So it's like, which one is it? Do y'all want people to cry out for help or not? So, but I get what people are saying. Like it could just be too. There could be wolves in sheep's clothing and they're trying to cry. Like, I get that. And that's that's the hard part, right? Like, I think you're going to have to use discernment where, whether if someone's being authentic and you can't just tell. Like, I feel like you can't tell all the time um, without asking the person questions. Like, you can get to the nitty gritty pretty quickly. You can tell if someone's full of shit. When I was crying in the classroom, that lasted for, like, if I was faking, I'm not a good actor. So if I was faking... I don't know. They 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 could have pulled my car. Basically, is what I'm saying. Like I I would have been caught in the lie that I'm crying for attention. But I remember like wailing, sobbing, giving this whole life story as to why I did not want to be bullied anymore. So I felt like I was being authentic. And if I wasn't being authentic, I'm pretty sure the kids in that class was pretty smart. The teacher was there. Everybody was there. I'm pretty sure they could have figured out that I wasn't in pain. Like, I can tell when people are in pain. So you kind of have to use discernment. But for people who see somebody who who's genuinely in pain and then proceeds to tell them to suck it up and that they're crying for attention when they're actually in pain, I feel like those people have forgotten their humanity and lack of empathy. Um, And maybe 
they haven't gone through enough hardship themselves to understand how to recognize and discern if this person is crying because like they're they've been overwhelmed i don't know or maybe they just got to earth <laughs> like i i wrote that down like maybe they just got to earth and they haven't lived long enough to interpret things properly and and if that's not it and that's a lot of excuses maybe they just don't give a crap and they have they're cold-hearted and they just don't want to see people cry for some reason or if they they've cried and maybe nothing has worked it didn't work they didn't garner any support when they needed it so they just tell everybody don't cry ever so um before I end uh, I get to the last section of my my episode the I want to mention the pop culture reference which I kind of touched on it in the beginning about the girl who cried on the internet but anyway the 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 young lady who cried on the internet her name was Chloe Bailey from um the the Chloe and Hailey group and um I kind of wanted to briefly touch on it because everybody has talked about it but the main thing I'm not going to go into the body positivity and sex uh uh sexualization aspect of that situation but it was more about the after effect like when she cried on camera that's when I was reading the comments like oh she shouldn't even wasted her energy she shouldn't have cried but I mean I'm not saying consciously she knew what she was doing but maybe subconsciously she was doing that because she knew like obviously the people who were messing with her to me are obviously in the wrong and it's not because they can't speak their opinion, but it's just because there are better things you could do with your day than to talk about a woman who's making a TikTok video. Like you could be doing something more um, productive and positive than being negative online. So that's why I say they're wrong, because it's like, even if that's constructive criticism, how is calling someone a slut positive? Like, I just don't understand. But so that's why I say they're wrong, not because they have an opinion that's contrary, like don't show your body. That that could be that could work for someone. But what I'm saying is was like the hyper negativity that was going on as a result of that. That's clearly wrong. Um, But I'm kind of focused on the crying aspect. Like, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to cry in public. I'm not saying cry all the time. But to me, it's like, um, to me, if you want to get your point across and people are clearly not showing you any compassion and it's not even because you did any, like, they're not showing you compassion, but it's not like you killed somebody. You went out and you stole somebody's baby. They're not showing you compassion because you're human. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So to me, the reason I think she cried is to kind of further drive the point home home just like I did in that classroom that y'all are putting me under a lot of unnecessary pressure unnecessary stress you're putting me on this pedestal that you know I'm not perfect that's to me what she was trying to convey and the reason why I think maybe not saying it had to be public but it had to be on social media is because that's a form of PR. That's a form of damage control. Um, 
I don't really see it as necessarily a bad manipulation because it's like it's not like she was com she was combating something negative. So I would say give Chloe a little bit of credit. Don't just simply say somebody broke her down. Maybe, but I feel like she took her power back by being vulnerable. Just just like I did in that classroom. Like when this person was coming after me and I don't know I don't know how to put it into um the the right words but I feel like in that situation when that you know let's say Sally the little girl told me that I should portray myself as soft and that I don't know that and that I was sensitive basically um that was kind of my strength if that makes any sense and I feel like for Chloe that was her strength that she's she's a human like giving her her humanity back and a lot of people forget that black women and girls are human so it's sometimes we do have to cry like I don't know I don't know how else to put that and even if Chloe wasn't being strategic which I think she was strategic about crying on camera the same way I was strategic about crying in the classroom so I can get get the um the bully off my back because basically that's what these people are online. They're just like online bullies and trolls. And um, it's no longer constructive criticism when you go into bashing and um, just saying like really hateful stuff. Like it no longer is um, a, um, a useful criticism after that point because the advice that you're giving someone is being drowned out by all the hateful words and language that you're using, right? But even if it wasn't, you know, strategy, like even if she was being vulnerable, like that's that's her that's her body again. Like it all goes back to control. Like people want to control you. Um and it's like let the girl cry. Like I don't understand why crying is such a scary thing, especially in the black community. Like you're not allowed to cry. I remember I had a um an ex and like people, you know, said, Oh, if if you know men men can't cry, blah blah. I told him like, look, you it was as long as we're together, um, you can cry in front of me. I'm not gonna take it as like you're weak or you're not a man. Like we have we have tear ducts for a reason and it's not just to clear away dirt it's it's an emotional release and in the next in the last part of my episode i'm going to explain to you the benefits so if anybody tells you that so if anybody tells you that it's not okay to cry it's like there are plenty of reasons and i'm going to give them to you so if anybody says it just explain this to them send them this audio um send them the articles that I, I'm gonna link like I don't understand why there's this big you know societal push for mental health but when people express their emotions people are still telling them not to cry like that kind of pisses me off <laughs> so I just feel like we need to course correct and really you know uh 
hammer the nail in that it, it's fine to cry. Like I never, I don't understand personally. Like I know people consider it a weakness, but in reality, that's just something that's, you've been fed a lie basically. So in this last uh, section of the episode, um, I'm basically going to be giving you the benefits, the benefits there, there are a lot, um, but the benefits I think make the most sense on the emotional aspect. <clears throat> so the first benefit of, so the first benefit of crying is it detoxifies the body. So I'm not going to explain that because I'm not a scientist. I don't really understand. I don't really understand that to the fullest extent. But like I said, I'll link the um the articles. The next thing, which I could attest to that it dulls pain. So I noticed like when I cry, like if something hurts, like I don't know if you ever stubbed your toe. I think some people cry when they stub their toe. I don't know. But when something painful is happening, like I remember I was in a lot of pain because um I suffer from indigestion. I remember crying and I immediately felt not like health wise better, but I felt like I could emotionally like I could I could feel like my pain went down after I cried and I could feel like I felt like I could handle the um the challenge of of my health. The next benefit of um crying is um the next benefit it rallies support. Um like I've been saying throughout the whole episode pretty much for for me with the you know the whole bully situation like I I immediately got support like people were not trying to see me get you know I don't know depressed or beat down by this person who was so gleeful in seeing my torment and the same thing with Chloe now she does still have a lot of I don't know what you want to call them um detractors um hate comments or whatever but for the most part a lot of people especially a lot of black women are not having the whole let's let's gang up on this person because this person's being positive like or this person's having fun or you see this person different and you want to put them back into a box like people are not having that and I feel like that's because she showed her emotion and who she was. And I would say that it also helped me as well um, with getting support, not necessarily because I was seeking attention, but because I was trying to get attention away from me, actually. Um, the next uh, benefit of crying that it's to me is obvious. Um, it helps you recover from grief. A lot of people cry when they're um when they're grieving about something, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a physical death. It could be a loss of of anything. Um, the next thing, or the next benefit, it uh, restores emotional balance, and I think that's that's very true. Um, to me, after I cry, I have a clear outlook for the most part. Um, I feel my stress levels go down. I feel less overwhelmed. I feel like I'm recovering in some aspect. Like, I feel like crying actually really cleanses the soul. And it cleanses, like, your spirit. 
and your aura, your energy. It does a lot. And last but not least, and I see this a lot in children, but, you you know, as an adult, we're, we have an inner child. And as an adult, you, you're supposed to comfort yourself for the most part. But in, you know, basically for um, the, ne- the last benefit that I wrote down, um, it helps soothe, which um, for me, what that looks like to me, like you ever seen like a, a toddler or a baby have a tantrum, it's like most of them, well, they some of them don't stop crying, but for the most part, a lot of uh, babies, like they cry themselves to sleep and it kind of like calms them down. Um, and I guess for babies, like it's, like I don't necessarily remember when I was a baby, but for a baby, I could see how crying helps them because for the most part, like they're just this thing that doesn't really have a lot of control over their surroundings and stuff. So I, I could understand why they feel like turbulent all the time. So maybe that's why they cry, but, um, or why we cry. I don't know. Um, the turbulence and it crying helps soothe you and cleanse, you know, your, your energy. So that's the last thing. So that's the last, um, section of the episode. And I kind of just wanted to, I don't know, you know, let it, let it sink in that basically there's nothing wrong inherently with crying. We, We have the capacity, so we might as well use it for people trying to shame you for crying, even in a public setting. Please remind them that we're all human. And I don't know if they've personally cried before. Um, but to show compassion is not a weakness. It's not a weakness to cry. Um, it's actually a strength. It's a restorative function. When we're overwhelmed, we're supposed to do it for the most part. I'm not saying take advantage of people and cry, but if you feel it, I don't see what's wrong with it. Um, and doesn't mean the person is broken. It means the person is recovering. If they're still here to tell the uh, tell the tale and they cry, like they're not going to die. Like they they're going to keep moving forward. That's a that's a process. We're up, then we're down, and then we're back up again. Like I see a lot of people when they see me cry, they think it's the end of the world, but it really is not. The best thing you can do for that person, help them rub their back or something soothe them or stay out of the way like don't tell somebody to shut up or mock them because they're doing something that you don't do often because you feel ashamed of it don't shame other people because you carry that shame and I guess that's the whole point right um so yeah I just wanted to go over this topic because it was really ticking me off and it always has like Ever since I was a kid, like people will constantly, I don't know, shame you or ridicule you for doing something that you were born, you inherently knew how to do when you got out of the womb. Like the first thing most babies do, they cry. So why stop now? Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to continue supporting me, 
You can do so by following and subscribing to Jim Droplet Podcast on Anchor and Spotify, and also leaving a written review and sharing the link brings others into the fold. Thank you.